Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. Welcome to episode 118 of Beyond the Rut, the weekly podcast about inspiring and equipping you to make your own path and live the life you've always dreamed of, Beyond the Rut. I'm one of your hosts, Jerry Dugan, and in just a moment, Brenda's going to join us because we're going to have a conversation with a guy named Sean. Sean Douglas, that is. Now, Sean is a U.S. Air Force veteran, master resilience implementer, and TEDx speaker. He's also the host of Life Transformation Radio, a podcast about transforming your life. Now, his thing is he inspires and motivates you to, to live your brand so you can grow professionally and personally. And he equips people with the tools necessary to live epic lives and leave you better equipped to manage change more effectively. That's resilience. So his why is he actually almost committed suicide about eight years ago in 2008. And a powerful story. Great guy. Here we go. Hey, Brandon. Welcome back. Hope you are doing well. Why? Uh, it's because <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm your friend, and you know I always wish you well. <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> All right, living the dream. You know, <laughs> here we go. And as we said in the intro, we've got with us calling in from North Carolina, Sean Douglas, host of Life Transformation Radio podcast, as well as the the guy behind the SuccessCore.com website, motivational speaker, Sean Douglas. How are you doing, dude? I am super pumped to be here with you guys, man. Awesome. Hey, what better way to spend a Saturday morning? Than with you, right? <laughs> I was thinking, them with us. Uh, I almost did. I was like, wait, that's people are thinking I can think of a million better ways to spend a Saturday morning. <laughs> right? Uh, Apparently, because very few people spend Saturday mornings with us, so I'm assuming yeah. there's better things to do. Yeah, actually, when we don't record, uh, my wife has me making pancakes and bacon and eggs and bacon. Um, so she kind of doesn't like you right now, Brandon, because no bacon, no oh. pancakes, no eggs. But we're talking to a guy from North Carolina which I don't know if you know this or not, has more pigs than people. North Carolina, not Sean. North Carolina. Well, yeah, I don't know if he has more pigs than yeah. people, but I know North Carolina does. <laughs> That's a very interesting stat and how you know that I have no idea. It's the only stat he knows about North Carolina. It's <laughs> the extent That's of my only... North Carolina speech there. Well, here's another North Carolina stat. There are more prisons and more people incarcerated per capita uh, wow. than any place else. So now, Brandon, you know two stats. I'm going to be super cool at the next Uh, meeting of other nerds (laughs) that know stuff. (laughs) I might beat you to one of those stats. Oh, did you also know that? See, if I was single, that'd be me in a bar. Hey, did you know that North Carolina has more people incarcerated per capita? And more prisons. And she would say, hey, how about you move away? Uh, I'm married and leave me alone. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, Sean, one thing I love to do uh, every episode when we have a guest is I, I like to open up with a, a little game called Six Degrees of Separation Factor Fiction. Uh, mm-hmm. We've been doing this ever since the movie Bridget Jones's Baby came out because Brendan had asked okay. me if I was going to see it. And I, I realized we had kind of reached a point in our friendship where we were talking about rom-coms together. So... I'm convinced he's the biggest uh, Renee Zellweger fan in the world. Or oh my god, I'm at least going to try to convince the world that he's the biggest Renee Zellweger fan. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, the, the question is: uh, in six degrees or less, how are you connected to Renee Zellweger? And then after you tell us how you're connected, uh, Brandon's got to guess if what you just told us is fact or fiction. 
Begin. Um, wow. So I'm connected through Renee Zellweger almost directly because one of my guests on the show was in a movie with her. Wow. Now that sounds really legitimate. So I'm going to say that's true. That is very true. Ah, uh-huh. see, when you get really good guests on your show, you they know really good people. Now you just got Brandon to listen to all eighty plus episodes <laughs> of your show, Life Transformation Radio, to find out which one. <laughs> How can I use this person to track down Renee? <laughs> now you probably didn't see it. I just did air quotes because we all know the truth about Brandon. Because because of the restraining order, I can't contact her directly, but her friends or people she knows, I can still do. Yeah, that. and then I just I'll do that interview solo. <laughs> with he 500 meters away <laughs> yeah there, there's a couple of uh uh there's one I, i'm trying to think of what it, what is the one about there in san quentin uh the there's a podcast there's a great podcast oh hustle ear hustle uh, ear hustle they, they record it in san quentin and it's just Whoa. really really cool they got to go through a lot of work you know to get it approved and all that kind of stuff but it's really enlightening because people are in there. So quick segue, I would be in prison probably because of, you know, violating the restraining order. So yeah. we could do an in-prison interview with me on how I re- violated the restraining order. If you order. go to prison in North Carolina, you got plenty of facilities to choose from. There so. you go. There you go. <laughs> I, can, I can make friends, <laughs> win friends and influence people in there North Carolina. <laughs> prison ministry oh, starts. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. So That has nothing to do with Sean whatsoever. <laughs> we brought Sean on for a reason, not to listen to us, but so we can talk with Sean. And uh, now, from what we understand, you're also an Air Force veteran. Is that right? Yes. All right. Uh, so this officially has included every branch of the military except for the Marine Corps, which I'm okay with. Oh, we- but, Yeah. <laughs> We got to get a Marine Corps guy on here. Come on. <laughs> I know a couple of Marine Corps guys I can recommend. Hey, there you go. Send them our way. We need <laughs> there one. We there you go. That breaks awesome. that slump right there. Uh, now, we had the pleasure of uh, listening to your, your recent TEDx Wilmington talk on yeah. hacking your mind. And that was very powerful. There was a spot that really stood out to Brandon. Um, I'm just going to let Brandon kind of point out what that spot was. And then we'll go from there. I won't say it as well as you did, but I love the concept. And we talk about this obviously on the show and, and, and so do you to a great extent is, you know, changing your mindset and, mm-hmm. and how much that affects your surroundings. And, and I've known people that, you know, they had nothing, but they were content because their mindset was in the right place. And then I've known people that had a lot and they were content because their mindset's in the right place. So I'm going to let you uh, quote yourself because I won't, I'll mess it up, but. Talk a little bit about that concept of changing what's inside in order to affect what's outside. Yeah, absolutely. So there's uh, a part in the TEDx talk where we talk about the white bear phenomena. And the white bear phenomena, and and they ran through like green leprechauns and rainbows and cars. Like they tried a bunch of different things, and everybody remembered the polar bear. Everybody (laughs) did. They don't know why. They don't know what. But maybe it's because of the color or, or whatever. So the exercise that I did was everybody looks at, looks at the picture of the polar bear and the mom and the, and, and the baby and go ahead and close your eyes and then try to not think about a polar bear. As I <laughs> incessantly go, don't think about it, don't think about it, don't think about it, don't think about the polar bear, not even Coca-Cola bears, not even Santa Claus bears. Do not think about a polar bear at all. That picture that you saw earlier, don't even think about it. Don't think about polar bears. And then everybody's like, stop it because we're thinking about a polar bear. <laughs> But that's what we do. 
I broke up with somebody. They broke up with me. We had a falling out with a friend. We had, um, you know, I got fired from work, whatever. Like, you know what? I'm not going to think about it. I'm not going to think about it. I'm not going to think about it. <laughs> and what do we do? We incessantly think about it all the time. So we have to fix what's going on inside of us before we can fix what's going on around us. And the problem with that is everybody thinks they got it together when they really don't. Exactly. And so, and there's so many people walking around. I'm not thinking about that girlfriend. I'm not yep. thinking oh, about yeah. that job at totally all. Not. You know, and it's like, but every conversation we have, that's the first thing you yeah. bring up. Yep. Especially like right after a breakup. You know what I mean? <laughs> like right after a breakup. Especially like if you're on like your first first date, you know, with like a new person. Yeah. Like so tell me about yourself. Like, yeah, well, you know, I just had this breakup and she was like really stupid and then, you know, and then it just totally throws everything off you know or like you and your friends are getting together and you're like man she's so stupid dude i was talking her facebook you know yeah exactly <laughs> like i hate her what? i don't want her in anywhere near me because you know the other day she ate here and she went here and she did that it's like okay you don't want her anywhere near you but apparently you have devoted about eight hours a day going through her you're facebook like, and stuff yeah man yeah so so the white bear phenomena research was basically a catalyst for them to deliver Oh man, it's got to be probably one of the greatest research studies ever about acceptance. Wow. You know, so, so instead of thinking about it all the time, right? And then applying energy to not thinking about it, because where focus goes, energy flows, right? right? So if you're focused on not thinking about something, what are you doing? <laughs> you're thinking about it. So how you get past that is to accept the thoughts that you have instead of trying to erase them. So what you do is, you know, let's say that man, I can't believe I got fired. Like, this is ridiculous. And like, I'm not even going to think about it. Like, this is dumb. I'm not going to think about it. And then you keep on thinking about it. It's to accept those thoughts. Like, you know what? Yes, it did happen. Yes, I got fired. Right. I got it. What am I going to do to make this right? Or what am I going to do to, you know, write the situation, whatever? We do this a lot if we say something stupid in front of somebody. Like, oh, I can't believe I just said that. Like, and you feel bad about it. And then like a couple hours later, you're like, dude. Like, I cannot believe that. Just Like, I said something stupid. Like, oh, I can't believe I just said that. You know what I mean? Right. So it, it's the acceptance part that a lot of people fail at. It's the acceptance of those thoughts, whether productive or unproductive, whether it be positive or negative. It doesn't matter the thought. The fact is that you have to accept the thoughts and where they come from and then move on. Right. I think a lot of people do that with smoking. You know, they constantly yes. stop smoking but that's all oh, their yeah. energy goes to is to yep. try to not smoke when you yep. really got to just change your mindset i know it's hard because i quit smoking too a long time ago but changing your mindset from this is all i think about is not smoking so what? i'm so good at quitting smoking i did it twice <laughs> exactly <laughs> I, I did it a bunch of times so i think my brother quit smoking every month for the last four years until he finally did it yeah exactly i think he did but really? it's one of those things where you put so much energy into not doing. And, and a lot of people, same thing with, you know, maybe alcohol or, or anything that's negative. Sometimes you put so much energy into not doing it. You're not doing something positive. Yeah. You know, you've got to replace yep. a habit with something good. Uh, yep. Absolutely. My vice president I work under, uh, who was also on the show about a year and some change ago, Lisa Reynolds, uh, she had a similar tack towards you know, getting past failure, you know, you fail at something, a big project and, you know, 
all of a sudden everything becomes about mitigation to not fail ever again. And what you wind up doing is you never, you never put yourself out there again. Right. And what she teaches our team of, gosh, I think we're close to like 30 people now. We're, we're a growing team. Uh, one thing she always, um, has us do is accept our failure. You know, so when we do fail, we, we celebrate. We're like, I failed. And we <laughs> Dude, accept seriously. it. And it is celebrate so ridiculous. Failure. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Like if, if we're on a call and somebody does it, I failed. <laughs> like automatically our team just responds by cheering along. And, you know, even the people who are like deep down inside, and, you know, when I say people, I mean Jerry, uh, <laughs> myself, uh, you know, may deep down inside say, man, I can't believe you let that ball drop and you're celebrating it. But then when everybody else cheers, I'm like, let it go. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, she failed. All right. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we, we kind of move on together as a team and the thing actually does wind up working better than right. uh, it would have before. And, and so that, I'd love that idea of acceptance. That's, that's really cool because you just kind of, you're like, yep, it happened. Next. Let it go. Yeah. My, my speaker coach, John Vroman, he does the same thing, like in exercises, like when he's speaking at conferences or he's working with, you know, the other people that he's mentoring. He's like, so what happened? He's like, yeah, I didn't get the TEDx talk. And he's like, you failed. And he's like, yeah. He's like, woo, we failed. Like, <laughs> yeah. like the same thing. Like, I don't know. That, that's awesome. Cause that's what he does too. And, you know, we'll play a game and this is what I use. Uh, we'll, we'll do an icebreaker to where you have like three or four people in a group and it goes around the group and we're like, all right, we're doing, um, we're doing baseball teams or whatever, you know what I mean? Or football teams or whatever. And it'll go like all these four people and you're like, uh, oh, it's been four seconds. You didn't think of one. You failed. Everyone's like, woo, I failed. And then that person who failed has to pick something else, like um, different vegetables that you <laughs> fry. Yeah. You know what I mean? Ooh, vegetables that you Potatoes. fry. Okay. <laughs> Zucchini, squash, you know, whatever. And then if you can't think of one, it's like okra. Oh, sorry, I'm playing. <laughs> oh, I failed, you know? So, yeah, that's pretty cool, man. I like that. That's cool. So what got you into uh, kind of finding that and, and discovering that this was something you wanted to talk about or kind of spread out to the world? Because you also oh, do like motivational man. speaking. There was a YouTube video I saw of you talking at a youth event. Yeah. Where you pointed out your son and everything. I was like, hey, that's yeah. cool. I would do that. Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use Capshow to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long-form content, like podcast episodes or YouTube videos, into Capshow, and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. Capshow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash Capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, Back to the show. Yeah, I just, man, that's the, like, it is amazing that I get to walk on stage and talk to people and get paid for it. <laughs> like, that's the coolest thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. But what's even better than that is if I, like, I don't, I don't care, like, literally, I don't care about the trolls or the haters, or I, I could care less. Like, if you want to troll me, if you want to hate on me, like, I have no time for you. <laughs> Seems like so, a waste of your energy, but go ahead. Hate on me. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. So my TEDx talk has over 80, 8,300 views. And it's been out for, I think, like 10 days or something like that. But it's got 8,300 views regardless. It has 140 or 50-something, like, thumbs up and, like, eight likes. 
or um, eight uh, eight thumbs down. <laughs> so it has 140, 150 thumbs up and like eight thumbs down. I could, and everybody else could. Oh man, what is that? It's like eight people don't like me. Oh man, <laughs> what? Like, are you serious? A hundred and fifty people said they liked it. Like, you have yeah. a bunch of comments on it. Like, you guys said that you liked it. Like, why are you concentrating on the eight people that? But that's what people do. Oh, they're yeah. like, oh man, they're hating on me, man. Oh man, like I am not. Like, I am not out to please people. Like, <laughs> if, if if you don't like me, I ain't got time for you. Yeah. If you want to hang out, if you want to learn from me, if you want to, you know, 10x your life and elevate your life to an HNL, HNL is whole nother level. level. It's su- Southern, another level. Love it. So if you go, if you know, if you want to go to an HNL, like c- come hang out. But if you want to hate, psh, I ain't got time for you. I ain't got time for negativity. I ain't got time to like, I don't day trade excuses, you know? So people who troll my show and people who like talk negative about like, I, I, pff, whatever. Yeah. I don't even care. I, I really don't. That's so, such a great attitude, too, because those eight people, some of the comments could have been, I don't like the shirt you wore. I don't like your haircut. Yep. <laughs> I don't like your eye color. It's like, oh, okay, yep. whatever, you know, move on. Yeah. They, they'd complain that someone gave them a brand new car, you know, <laughs> it's like. A, it's red. It I wanted ca- a blue one. <laughs> it wasn't the car that I wanted, you know, like, whatever, dude. I don't have time for that. What I concentrate on are the one or two or three people in the audience that what I said changed their life. That's who I want to work with. You know, I don't care to work with somebody who has it all together. You know, <laughs> like I'm perfect. And I'm like, cool, man. Awesome. Got it. I want to work with people who I know I can transform their life because I love the fact that when I'm saying something to them and they get it and they get the head nods like, yeah, yeah. like that, like, I'm reaching them on a deep level. You know, everybody else who sits with their arms crossed, whatever, like mm-hmm. I, I ain't got time for that. So right. um, I got started public speaking when I became a drill instructor for the Air Force. Um, you know, from 09 to 13, you know, I was I was yelling at, at young people and, and <laughs> annihilating their souls. And, uh, you know, we had a lot of uh, coming to Jesus meetings, you know, oh, yeah. uh, up in my dorm room. So uh, or in the barracks or whatever you want to branch that you're in. Uh, we call them dorms for some reason. Right. Um, but that's where I found my love of public speaking. I always wanted to be a drill instructor just because I remember my, my drill instructor <laughs> even to this day. I remember the other drill instructors that yelled at me. Like it's something that you never forget. Right. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people in my flights had a significant emotional experience. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, you never forget those. And you never – like. Like I'm yelling at somebody to the point where I almost passed out one time. Like mm-hmm. I saw stars, I got all lightheaded. I'm like, go away as I'm like starting to fall to the ground. Like, <laughs> like I've I've gone crazy. And I just I loved the fact that I'm just going crazy on this dude. And then like 10 minutes later, I can be talking to him in a normal voice and he understands where I'm coming from. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's it's better than parenting. Right. You know what I mean? Because you like literally from 2009 to 2011, I had um, 10 flights, and usually a flight consists of anywhere between 40 to 60 people. Mm-hmm. So let's call it 50. Let's mm-hmm. call it 50. So 10 flights of people I put through basic training. So that's 500 people that I significantly changed their life and right. put them into the Air Force. Whether they stayed in the Air Force is not on me. Right. But I got them through basic training, you know? And, you know, a lot of them did. A lot of them, I still talk to them, you know, but 
that transformational moment in basic training where they are just really, really stupid and they don't know anything until like, cause it's eight weeks of training. So like the seventh week or something, you're like, Hey, make sure this happens. And you can just walk away and you know, what's going to happen. Right. But in the, but in the first week you're like, you need to tie your shoes. You can't tie your shoes. <laughs> what are you? Did you forget how to walk? I'm you know, having like, flashbacks now, <laughs> man. Like, dude, for real. Cause you know, like we're marching down the road, you know, and then all of a sudden like three people look up because there's an airplane. I'm like flight hall. All right. Everybody look at the airplane. Everybody look at the pretty airplane. And they just <laughs> annihilate them. They're like, it's a freaking airplane. There's a bunch of them in the freaking military. What are you doing? About? And just screaming at them. Right. Uh, you know, I love that and we have like, everybody look, here. everybody say, ah, oh, <laughs> all right. Are we done looking at the airplane now? Can we now march down to where we got to go? We got things to do, you know? And so you're just like annihilating them and everybody's like driving by like, oh my God. And you're like, arms are going crazy. And you're just like bouncing around the flight, like screaming, hats flying, spits flying everywhere. Like, yep. and you're just like, you know, it's like a bulldog, you know, just oh, flying everywhere, you know? And then you're like, all right, forward. Yep. <laughs> you know? I remember. So, yeah. and it's just. Yeah crazy but i love it man because it's just oh man i just i loved being a drill instructor and the training and the energy and just the focus that you have to have and i just wanted to do it professionally so i offer something on stage that nobody else offers um i'll send you guys earlier i have ados attention deficit oh squirrel yeah <laughs> and uh and I will be, I'll be in my speech focused and then somebody, like I'll have an audience interaction, love audience interaction. Somebody will say something and then I, I lost what I was going to talk about and I'm completely <laughs> talking about something else. Yep. And then I'll have to add like, what was I talking about? Like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> Yeah. Somebody so, remind me real quick where we were going. Yeah, right, right. Where was I at my, my speech? What, what was I doing? I've right. seen Brandon prepare a speech to go give <laughs> in front of, you know, special events and so on. And at the last minute, he just looks at me and he goes, I hate when the Holy Spirit takes over. And he gets up and he's joking because, I mean, he's going to go and obey that. Mm-hmm. But then he gets up there and what he says, what comes out of his mouth is completely not what he wrote down on paper because <laughs> he just leaves the paper. And I'm looking yeah. at his paper that he left behind. I'm like, he totally is going off script right oh, yeah. here, like 30 seconds before he goes up. Oh, I remember yeah. one of the first times yeah. that one of the guys came up and said, I can't believe you memorized that whole speech. And I was like, I didn't. I just went in a completely different direction. I never opened my notebook. And they were like, wow, yeah. that's so impressive. Like, no, I just went, <laughs> you know. But yeah. so, so you came out of the uh, Air Force and you decided, okay, I'm going to make millions doing this. Let me figure this out. Ah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> What, what was kind of your first foray there. into it? <laughs> happy thousand there. There you go. I like that. So what, what kind of made you, when you came out, what were your kind of first steps that, that led this to something you wanted to do? I know we talked uh, a little bit about failure and celebrating failure and stuff kind of before we started recording, but a lot of people probably hear this and think, well, that's great. You know, you were a great drilled instructor. And so obviously you went into this and the first time you gave a speech, everybody loved it. And next thing you know, you were, you know, paid all this money to public speaking, but skipping some of that to, to get into the details to say, okay, how many times did you probably do this wrong or do this bad right after oh thinking, okay, how am I going to figure out a way to do this for a living? Oh man. Uh, so I'm still serving in the air force. I have three years left before I finish out a 20 year career. Awesome. So yeah, I'm an E six in the air force, a technical sergeant. And, uh, and so I do all this on the side. Like I speak 20 to 25 
you know, events. What I love to do though is podcasts. Like I, like I love because to me it is public speaking. Like you're you're giving of yourself. You know what I mean? Because you're not getting paid, but I can literally reach a global audience from my kitchen. Right. You know what I mean? From my living room, from my bedroom. I could be. Nobody knows. I could be in my bathroom. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Handling business, being on a podcast. Like nobody <laughs> would know. You know what I mean? Like, but you're on a global stage. With podcasts, okay. right? And then with social media, I mean, it gets even, you know, it gets even bigger. We can probably reach aliens at this point. But <laughs> it, it, it's so amazing that I have the opportunity to build something because in 2014, when I, I, I left Drill Instructor, you know, in 2013 and then deployed automatically. Like, oh, you haven't deployed in four years? Guess what <laughs> exactly. you get to do? Like, oh, yeah. winner, winner. Within, there you go. <laughs> within four months. Like, I got to my new duty station and the first question was, you were a drill instructor for four years? I'm like, yes, I was. Like, awesome. Uh, our deployment is in, and I got there in January, right? I got here in North Carolina in January. Like, yeah, our deployment is in May. Like, <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I'm picking up what you're throwing down. Yeah. I'll go get my bag ready. <laughs> it was just that awkward moment where you're like looking at your flight chief. You're like, <laughs> all right, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Well, so yeah, I ended up deploying, you know, for for the better part of a, almost a year. But I came back and I met a guy, uh, Richard Lambert. He says, "Man, you know, he's our community support coordinator." He says, "Dude, we're building a resilience program. You need to be in it. Like, you know, you need to be in it." So ever since 2014, you know, I've been uh, I've been doing resilience training. You know, I teach mental, physical, social, and spiritual resilience skills to military people. That's that's I love that. That's an awesome platform. But so what exactly 20- is that? D- dig a little bit into that resilience training. Into okay, so uh, what we do? So the program that I lead on on Seymour Johnson Air Force Base uh, is a two day resilience boot camp four times a year, and we have about thirty to thirty five uh, military and civilian you know on the base, and sometimes we'll let like we had like one of the Chick Fil A owners like come down awesome. and like sit in our resilience class. I had a, a representative from North Carolina State University come down and sit in class. Uh, we had uh, people from ECU. You know, uh, Eastern Carolina University come and sit in class. So we love um, like local practitioners and like people who like love this stuff. Like, come hang out with us, like for free, like you know. Yeah. But uh, it's it's you know it's directed to where we are. Like we have a vision, you know what I mean? And it's to build a thriving and resilient air force. Wow. That's what we want: a thriving and resilient mm-hmm. air force. Right. And so. It's a two-day boot camp where we do. Where I teach eleven different skill sets. I have other trainers that'll come in and they'll maybe do like a mindfulness, um, you know, block, and then I do like a spirituality block, which has nothing to do with religion, uh, but it's all mental, physical, social, and emotional, and spiritual resilience skills. And resilience is just your ability to withstand, recover, and grow through adversity, stress, and life's changing demands. That's it. Yeah. And so it, it, instead of bouncing back, like I don't like the term bounce back, we got to bounce back. Like I don't <laughs> want to go backwards. I want to go forward. So we say we say bounce forward like a rubber band. Like we need to shoot forward. You need to bounce forward, fail forward, you know, and uh, and that's just what I love to do. And it's all based on fact based positive psychology research. The white bear phenomena. Oh, we yeah. talk about acceptance in there. White bear phenomena. The London cab driver research. That's oh, part yeah. of building yeah. habits. That's so good because I, I, and and I kind of grabbed onto one thing that you said that I 
I hope our listeners caught was you have a vision for this. It's like too yeah. many people start something, a business or, or a relationship or yep. just any habit, whatever it is that you want to start, have a vision first. It's like, what do you want to accomplish with this? Otherwise, you're just kind of wandering down the road, hoping, you know, hopefully this marriage works out or this business works out. It's like, right. no, have a vision so you know if you're getting there or not. I'm just going to yep. drive north. Doesn't really tell you anything. Where are you trying to go and what do you want, hope to be at? in a year, five years, whatever it is. I love that concept of have your vision first, then kind of get moving towards that. Absolutely. You have to have a vision. And what I tell people to do is I want you to formulate a five-year plan. Like in five years, what are you doing? I don't know. Like, are you a millionaire? Like, are you making any money? (laughs) What are you doing? I want to be happy. What exactly are you doing? Like, you know what I mean? And then what I do after they build a five-year vision is I have them write a letter to themselves from one year today. Yeah. So one year from now, you will be doing this. You know, hey, hey, you know, hey, Jerry. Yes. <laughs> I caught him off guard. Um, he heard his so, mom, I think. So what? what what's that doing? <laughs> so a year ago, you wrote this letter. And uh, you were living in, you know, in, in Texas somewhere and you were kind of kind of toying with, you know, you were thinking about having a podcast, but you didn't really quite know kind of, you know, what kind of podcast you wanted. Should you bring on a host? Should you do it yourself? You're not quite sure. Do you want guests? But, you know, your family is uh, is is growing. You know, you, you, you may have another kid in, you know, in another year, whatever. And so you're writing a letter to yourself like in a year, right? Like. This year has been amazing. You know, we started this podcast and I figured everything out. You know, we we had another child, you know, because my wife and I, you know, we really want another child, whatever. And, you know, I got this job that I'm doing and, you know, my vice president is like super awesome. And I think I'm going to have her on the show. Like you're literally writing yourself a letter so that in a year when you read it, you're reflecting on the year that you had. Right. Because I don't know what I said a year ago. Yeah, you don't. It's easy to forget it. So what I do it, and this is awesome. So you write yourself a letter and then you mail it to yourself like a couple of days because the mail is super slow. That's what I call it, <laughs> snail mail. Um, so what you do is you mail it to yourself because you won't because it'll sit over here on the table somewhere like I'm going to open it in a year and then you'll find it and like, ah, oh, crap. So what you do is you just you just or you or you mail it to somebody or whatever. But anyway, it comes in the mail and you're like, oh, I got it. Like, and you open it up and then, and you like literally like read the letter that you wrote a year ago. So I always, everybody write themselves a one year letter and how accurate was it? You wow. know, is there something that you forgot that you wanted to do? Is there something that you did exponentially better than anything else? So after you have your five year plan, then you have to have your one year letter written to yourself and then formulate a plan. Your daily goals should equal your weekly goals. Your weekly goals should equal your monthly goals. Your monthly goals act, act uh, equal to your year goal and your yearly plans should equal your five-year plan. Your five-year plan should equal your 10-year plan. 10-year plans equal 20-year plan. You get more done in five years than you think and less done in a year than you think. Right. That's so, so true. That's my secret sauce to getting everything done, balancing the military, balancing the resilience program, balancing a family of six. <clears throat> yep. Wow. Balancing, well, family of eight because technically we have two dogs. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you know, I balance public speaking. I balance my radio show. I balance, you know, being on podcasts. Like, like that's my 
that's it, man. That's my secret sauce. Like your daily goals equal everything and you schedule everything. Number one rule of success, schedule everything. That's so good. I, I want people listening to this too, to, to hear that whole part. It's like, this is not your full-time job. And, and, you know, Jerry and I talk about this a lot. Nobody should just have one job anyway. And, you know, if you're, Absolutely. If you're alive and healthy, you should at least have two jobs, but you know, to have a family and there's people listening, but you know, I've got, I've got five kids. Well, I've got six, so that doesn't count. I've got two jobs already. Well, I've got three, so you need to get another one too, but it, you're never going to accomplish it if you don't take more chances and put more into the pipeline. But the other big thing is schedule it. You know, I have a schedule every day and, and I blocked out, there's this book I'm trying to go through with our leadership team and, and do a lot of work on. So I blocked out uh, attraction. I just found no, it. I'm not familiar. I'll, I'll have to get the, uh, the author here in a minute, but it's a great book about how to, to do the uh, EOS system and how to uh, build a business in a way where you've got a good leadership team. You've got mm. all these practical things, put the right people in the right seats, mm-hmm. but I was not getting a lot of, uh, effort towards it. So I started scheduling every day for an hour. I will spend just going through my notes and, and cause yep. I need to build this for the team. So they'll read it and they'll buy into it and the whole staff will yeah. uh, get into it. But I wasn't finding time. And that's another thing I hate when people, I, I got to find time to hang out. Well, you're never going to find time. You got to make time and you got to schedule it. Otherwise, it's never yep. going to happen. So I started yeah. that just recently. You got to schedule it. And scheduling helps you identify the things that aren't as important so you can not waste your time mm-hmm. on those things. So, right. I like scheduling. Yeah. As but far you, as you're leadership, not going to schedule Facebook. Love- <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I mean, yeah, dude, you can even you can even schedule posts like on Facebook. You just schedule your posts like in a group or on your page or whatever. Like you just schedule right. it. So, as far as leadership, dude, you should look at Mark Sanborn. You don't need a title to be a leader. It's incredible. I've I just read that. that this year. Or, I've heard of that. Well, Maybe you told year. me about it. Mark that Sanborn is amazing. My favorite leadership book of all time is the Twenty One Irrefutable Laws of Leadership by John Maxwell. Oh yeah, that book changed my life. Absolutely. Um, Maxwell I've could got, write anything and I would read it. <laughs> I bet his grocery list is even better than the one I would write. Right? I was just going to say the same thing. I was going to literally, I was like, I bet his, I bet his grocery and laundry list is like Absolutely. so epic. Yeah. You know, and he has that really super deep voice. You know what I mean? So yeah. he's like, I need four potatoes. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> like those you know Idaho I mean? kind, you know? <laughs> and he's so soft spoken. Yeah, man. No energy at all. Yeah. But uh, yeah, anything John Maxwell is amazing. And, and Mark Sanborn, you know, you don't need a title to be a leader. Great, great stuff, man. I love that. That's cool. Yeah, we, uh, I think Jerry just found it. It's by, who is, I saw the name somewhere. Gino, Gino Wickman. Wickman. Gino Wickman. Traction, Gino. get a grip on your business. It, yeah. It's a great concept of overall kind of holistic look at your business, making sure, because for me, I work with the software company and, and I do a lot of the hiring and uh, because if you don't hire right, it really doesn't matter what else you do. And so you've got to have the right person in the seat to do the job. Then you got to design the job right and everything else. But right. if you don't hire right, it really doesn't matter at that point. What's it called? Traction? Traction by Canada. Gino Wickman. Yeah. I am. I'm writing it down. Traction by... Is it G-I-N-O or G-E-N-O? G-I. G-I-N-O. Perfect. All right, it's on my reading list. Awesome. It's, yeah, and- I, I just did a Facebook Live, and I might do I might do a, uh, a Facebook Live uh, maybe every week or maybe every, I don't know, maybe every month or whatever, but I just read um, 
my buddy Christopher Lockhead's got a book, Play Bigger. Play Bigger? Uh, yeah, dude. Love Play Bigger title. is amazing. So Play Bigger is a is a life and business book. It's how pirates, dreamers, and innovators create and dominate their markets. Awesome. Even the book yeah. is bigger than usual. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, uh, yeah, so it's about category design and, and, and category kings and, you know, just, just doing things on a big scale, right? Play bigger. Amazing book. And then the other one that I read was um, Book More Business. It's a speaking book, how to, how to build a speaking business. Um, I read that this year. Although, like I said before, you know, in 2015, I was like, oh, I'm going to do this professionally. 2015, I'm doing it professionally. I'm going out on the road because I was doing high schools, colleges, you know, ROTC, like the military stuff, right? right. I'm speaking here, speaking there, locally. 2015, I'm like, I'm, I'm making this a career. So professionally speaking, getting paid to do this and podcasting and everything else, been doing it since 2015. That's awesome. And um, The other thing yeah, I would so, say, too, is about what you just said is go talk to the high schools, the elementary schools. Go speak yep. at a kindergarten if you have to, but get that practice in. That's how you right. get good at it. You're not going to yep. walk out and be John Maxwell. That just doesn't right. work. Yeah. And then you get your videos and then you get your testimonials and then, you you know, you just build credibility. So uh, the other books that I've read is uh, Book More Business by Lois Kramer. Another one is Steal the Show. Steal the Show is by Michael Port. To work with Michael Port, he's $20,000 as, as a speaker coach. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Michael and Amy Port are um, old time actors. Um his uh, program is called Heroic Speaking, and it's incredible. I've watched videos, and I, I read the book. So Steal the Show, I read that book, and I literally have never been in a play before at all. And uh, I read that book, and then I auditioned for Brick and Cat <laughs> on a hot roof, and I got it with zero acting experience. All I did was read that book. Wow. And the director came up to me and was like, dude, like – how long have you been acting, man? The audition was <laughs> awesome. I was like, I've never acted before, ever, never been in a play. I've never done anything. He's like, what? I was like, yeah, I read a book. He's like, <laughs> I read a book on what? It. What was the book? Steal the show by Michael. He's like, oh, I love Michael Poor stuff. Oh, I love Michael Poor. So he knew exactly what it was, you know? And I told him, I was like, yeah, I'm a public speaker, you know, professional speaker. I, you know, I've been speaking on stage forever. He's like, ah, see, that's where the stage presence comes from. Yep. I was like, oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but I read Steal the Show. So, you know, and then the other one was uh, Expert Secrets by Russell Brunson. Um, that. that book is amazing. You have to. That is a must read for anybody who's doing podcasting, who's doing speaking, who is building a business for customer service. Like if you have not read either dot com secrets or expert secrets, expert secrets teaches you how to build a tribe and a uh, following. Hmm. Expert that secrets. book is amazing. So and my goal in 2018 is to read one book a week. So I want to read 52 books. Um, I failed. <laughs> I failed. <laughs> <laughs> See, we learned. <laughs> um, I only read four books and I think I'm like six weeks in. If I had really had to look at a calendar, like six weeks in, you know, and that <laughs> like really sucks. Yeah. So, um, I'm, I'm big into audio books. I've got the year. same goal and I'm halfway through two books. So, <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. See, I do so audio books because I like to run in the morning. So I do an audio yeah. book and then in my drive I'm doing, but I also listen to a bunch of podcasts too. So you, you like to run? Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I, I don't know. I when I was in the Coast Guard and ran, I I, I hated every minute of it. And then right. twenty some odd years later, now I like to run. <laughs> yeah. So here's what you do, man. 
my goal is to read 52 books. How do I do that? I take on, on, so I read basically from Sunday to Saturday, which I think is Sunday to Sunday, Sunday to Saturday, whatever. It's like seven days, whatever. But what I did was I took the number of pages, 200, 100, whatever, and I divided it by seven. And that is the number of pages I have to read in that day. Whether I sit down for an hour or I sit down for 20 minutes, five times a day, it doesn't matter. I must read this number of pages today to finish this book. So every Sunday, I want to start another book. That's my plan. Either finish or end that book. So that's my goal to do. My plan is to divide by seven, and that's the number of pages I'll read out of that book. And I got to point out that that's so much better than my strategy of reading when I'm in the bathroom. (laughs) <laughs> because that's how I study for rank. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> There's so many puns involved in that, but okay. <laughs> right. So, so what's next for you? What, what's your, what's your next step aside um, from getting caught up on books? So in 2015, man, uh, I set out a goal to have a TEDx talk. Cause to me that was the super bowl. Well, okay. So Ted, TEDx is, is local events, right? I yes. mean, it's still prestigious. Like, don't get right. me wrong. I'm not knocking it. You know, but it's one. more like it's more like an AFC NFC championship game. Right. Like that's really, you know what I mean? But the Super Bowl of speaking is Ted. In, in Monterey, like, California. To get on the Ted stage. Right. You know? Now, TEDx, I'm telling you, I mean, it's just it's it's a championship game. You know what I mean? Like Absolutely. if you can win that, then you should be able to go on to Ted. Although millionaires, billionaires, and Gandhi gets on Ted stage. Yeah. <laughs> Their audience gets invited. So you can't just go buy tickets. You get invited Dude, to buy tickets. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. So you know what? TEDx, done. Like, I mean, because when you tell everybody, it's like, oh, I got to the TED. Like, TEDx is so popular that everybody thinks that, that you're the king anyways. Oh, you know, yeah. they don't, they don't, it, unless you know, you don't realize that there's actually a TEDx independently organized. Or TEDx salons, which are which are different. Oh yeah. And then you have you have your TED main stage, which is like Simon Sinek and um, you know Bill Gates and Steve Jobs and Jeff Hoffman and um, Gandhi and yeah. the president. You know what I mean? But yeah, you're right. The audience is is invited. Like you have to be invited by by people. You know what I mean? You can't just get a ticket. So that was number one done in the books. Did it in December. And then I said in 2015, I was like, I want to get booked to speak in Vegas because in the military, we're always in Vegas. <laughs> I said, I'd love to go speak on stage in Vegas. Well, guess what happened last month? Knock that out. Awesome. Got a buddy of mine nice. who was, was booking for events. And he's like, I know that's your dream. Let's make it happen. And I found that other people want your dreams to come true. <laughs> they do. So, you know true. what I mean? So, so put it out there. Like, if you have a dream, tell people, like, I want to do this. Like, I need help. Like, how do I do this? I want to whatever. You know what I mean? And people will help you. You oh, know, yeah. I just got my friend. I, I I say I got her, but um, when you get into the TEDx space, you know, you start to you start to know people, and so I I knew two events that were coming out, and I thought she'd be perfect for him. I was like, you need to do this. Like, you need to apply. This is how you apply. Start with a stat. Like, if you said a hundred thousand people just died, you're like, <laughs> okay. what? <laughs> because. Every five seconds, 100,000 people die. Oh, another 100,000 people just died. Everybody's like, <laughs> like, that's super weird, right? Or with me, I led with, in 2008, I tried to kill myself. Like, Yeah, that was yeah. powerful. What? Like that, and it's a true story. I'm, oh, yeah. It's not made up. I really did put a gun in my mouth. And so 
that right there, they were like, whoa. Like when you have that attention grabbing and then you have like your fact-based research and you have facts in place, you, you can't help but to get booked on a TEDx stage. I've watched some, oh, some awful TEDx talks because I love <laughs> watching TEDx talks. Right. I watched some awful. I was like, how in the hell did you get booked? <laughs> like this person must be deaf that booked you. Right. Like everything bad that you do, like I counted 84 ums in one TEDx talk. I'm like, that's oh, terrible. I, I hate, um, uh, so uh. <laughs> like, you know, so I, I can't stand that. But so I knocked out Vegas, you know? And, and so my third and final for right now, um, dream for public speaking is to speak in Australia. So that's what I want to do. I want to speak on stage in Australia. Uh, plane tickets are like $1,800. I'd love to bring my family um, along, you know, to, to bring yeah. them to Australia. That would be super cool. So if anybody has an extra ten grand laying around, that'd be super right. awesome. <laughs> Just so we're clear, he's totally okay with you flying his whole family to Australia. Totally. He will speak for free if you just fly his whole family to oh, Australia. Oh, wait, wait. You may want to get paid for that, too. <laughs> I, I, I feel the same way care. he does. You fly me to Australia, I'll speak for yeah. free. Hey, I'll speak for free. You fly my family <laughs> to Australia, you pay the $1,800 a freaking ticket, you yeah. know, or $1,500, whatever it was that I saw. You pay that, and I'm, you know, I believe in the law of attraction. Someone's listening right now. Who's going to make my family's dream come true of speaking in, uh, in, in Australia? So, if anybody's listening, <laughs> I would love to fly my family to Australia and I will speak for free. Just saying, it's going to happen. It's in the universe. It's going to happen. And then you got to come back on here and tell us about that whole event. But I definitely will. <laughs> so, if that I'll person's listening, what's the best way to get a hold of you and, and find out about your stuff and kind of get connected to you? My cell phone number is. <laughs> <laughs> 801-555. No, um, no, 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 no. The real one. <laughs> right? Um, yeah. So my website is uh, the, success, the Success Core. And the military people know what I'm talking about by saying yeah. core. Most people call it corpse. The corpse. Uh, we're not dead. <laughs> so www.thesuccesscore, C-O-R-P-S, thesuccesscore.com. I'm all over Facebook. Um, I'm all over LinkedIn. I don't do like, you know, Snapgram or Instachat or any of those other ones. I ain't got time for that. Um <laughs> So, yeah, man, I just, you know, go to the website. Um, you know, you can email me at Sean, S-E-A-N, Sean at thesuccesscore.com. Uh, I love to talk to anybody, man. I love talking to guests. I love talking to, you know, hosts and, and listeners. And I just love talking to people, man. <laughs> my mom used to tell me, she's like, you need to shut up. You talk too much. Talk too much. Talk too much. My first $3,500 check that I got from speaking, I, <laughs> I like Skyped my mom. I was like, mom. Remember all that crap you used to say about me and whatever? I was like, I just got paid. <laughs> She's like, whatever. I, I knew it all along. I knew it all along. Yeah, like, uh, no, you didn't. That's what moms you told do. me I needed Jesus. <laughs> okay, so. That's awesome. Well, thanks for coming on and, and hanging out with us this morning and uh, just letting our listeners know about you. And we'll put all of these books in the show notes and a uh, link to your website. And uh, just encourage people to reach out and, and learn from you and just see what yeah. you're doing. And, and most importantly, just go do your own path. You know, figure out what you can do in the world and go do that. Don't copy anybody, but learn from people. Absolutely, man. If you like everything you heard in this episode, be sure to check out the show notes at beyondtherut.com slash 118. There you'll find our contact information because we want to hear from you. But more importantly, you'll also find 
contact information for Sean Douglas. We'll have his website there. We'll have links to his book and his Facebook page and his podcast and all that good stuff. So whatever you want to plug into from Sean Douglas, we'll have those links there in the show notes just for you. Now we do want to hear from you. So shoot us an email at info at beyondtherut.com and tell us how you're doing. Tell us about your Beyond the Rut story and how you're getting beyond that rut. We always enjoy coming to you every week and sharing conversations with great people like Sean, uh, sharing insights that we're gaining from books that we're reading or things that we're doing. And we're going to do it again. So tune in next week as we bring you another episode. And in the meantime, go live life beyond the rut. Take care. vocal cue for me to get us rolling let's go all right <laughs> uh, i can always tell because brandon's voice changes gear a little bit it's, it's a subtle thing but you do it yeah <laughs> i get my radio voice in <laughs> fake hulk hogan yeah. uh, <laughs> he did it randomly like two episodes ago i was like what that's staying in that is so staying in <laughs> it's all part of the add thing oh <laughs> uh, dude I, I know exactly what you're talking about dude i have i have ados which what is, is attention deficit oh squirrel I was going, yeah. <laughs> Hold on, I'll explain it in a minute. Let me go do this real quick. Yep. I'm doing that. You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash Cap Show. That's C-A-P. S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Cap Show team today and join me inside that community.